0: Okay, in a change of pace, today's episode of Cinema Gush is not sponsored by a trope Uh, Consider it our gift to you. Um, That said, we would like to take a moment to issue a PSA to our listeners. Many of our listeners and subscribers have reported receiving targeted ads for the brand known as Schmuckbait. And I know, I know, you and I and everyone we know have seen way too many news articles about Schmuckbait, and you're probably tired of hearing it, but we still just want to go on the record and assure you that Cinema Gush is in no way affiliated with schmuckbait and does not endorse it in any way. For the sake of us all and for your own well being, follow these rules and you'll be fine. Don't click schmuckbait ads, don't watch schmuckbait videos, and absolutely do not Google schmuckbait. We get it, it's a fascinating topic with really interesting ramifications for modern society, but for the good of us all, let's just ignore it and let schmuckbait fade into obscurity. So, again, no trope today, stay away from schmuckbait, everything will be fine. And now on with the show.
1: Well, hello everyone, and welcome to yet another exciting episode of Cinema Gush. I'm one of your hosts, Nick. And I'm
0: Brendan, and we are joined today by John Riley. He is a Montana journalist and one of my best friends in this entire world. And we're really happy to have him here to talk about a movie that, once again, I have never seen before.
2: We are talking today about Gremlins. Well, thank you, thank you guys so much for having me. It is a distinct honor and privilege to be here. Oh, we're so glad that you can
0: join us. So,
1: yes, we're thrilled to have you here in this very R-rated movie. <laughs> 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 no, not really. It was rated PG when it came out in 1984.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, P- P- PG with a disclaimer for nudity. <laughs> Where, I, I missed the nudity. Where was the nudity? <laughs> Where we wasn't the nudity? Was it when the gremlins flashed flashed her? Yeah, in it's the bar? specifically okay. the, there's a okay. So re- really quickly, we just start start off with, and I promise this is com- gonna come back. So so wait, grif- wait, hold on. Is, are are you gonna gush now? Is that what's
0: gonna happen? I'm gonna gush if that's oh, okay. Please, John, Here please we go. Gush, gush about some some gremlins.
2: Be- because do. I'm gonna talk about a movie that has more in jokes than a season of Arrested Development. The, sorry, a good <laughs> season of Arrested Development. Ooh, <laughs> thank you for that disclaimer. <laughs> And it, it, it's personally, it's one of my favorite movies. I, I, I think I originally saw this movie when I was, like, five. It was, like, kindergarten. <laughs> oh, no! Because I, I love monster movies. Like, I used to watch Lon Chaney's Wolfman, Frankenstein. My dad would let me watch Tales from the Crypt, and I wasn't bothered by the Crypt Keeper at all, because how can you be afraid of something that's making puns? You had a better childhood than I did. My parents... Um,
0: <laughs> If you're listening, this is how you failed me. <laughs>
2: yeah. No, no, this is—I get that—that's probably fair. Uh, so, so um, it, it was directed by Joe Dante, who uh, you might also recognize him. He directed the Burbs. Uh, he also directed one of the segments in the Twilight Zone movie. Which one was uh, and that? It, Do you know? Uh, I th- think because I, I saw, saw that. I meant the...
0: to look it up, but.
2: I, I think he. I thought he did the 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 boy one. The boy with the that has like the god powers. I could be mistaken. Interesting. It will come back. That I well, swear all, all this I'll will come go. back go. to reference to.
1: Yeah. Not the helicopter one, right? No,
2: no. That movie killed people. For the record, Twilight. Zone yes, it did.
1: People. Absolutely killed people.
2: Huh. All <laughs> right. Um, and uh. then the scre- screenplay was by Chris Columbus, um, Ooh, the arguably amazing. better humanitarian, Chris Columbus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, correct me if I'm uh, wrong, Chris Columbus didn't mean to make this into a movie from what I can No, tell. it was a spec script. He, he it was just it was a script that he took to places to say that, "Hey, look at me. I know how to write." And <laughs> Steven Spielberg saw this and was like, "This is the most original thing I've ever seen. I want to make this into a movie." However, this is really dark. We're going to have to change a lot of this. <laughs> oh, this is, oh, the the original film the gremlins ate the dog and killed the mom ate the dog and killed oh the mom it was, it was this was very much an r-rated film this was this was a, released as a uh, pg movie and was one of the reasons that we have the most profitable rating in the movie system the pg-13, PG-13. It, it, so it,
0: it, it was this and and temple of doom so right this temple, of temple of doom, of doom the
2: Kali and Ma then, Ma scene, like
1: yeah Yep, and then Red Dawn was the first movie to ever have a PG-13 rating. Really? The Patrick okay. Swayze one. Yes, yes, that was the first one.
2: Yeah, And this movie definitely is not a PG movie, but I wouldn't quite say it's it not was an, an R movie it's, either. it's No, I, I
0: think this, this is a, a prototypical PG-13 movie.
2: So you're watching this at how old now? I think I was in kindergarten. I think it was in kindergarten the first time I saw this. What was that experience <laughs> like right there? It wasn't as bad as... Seeing Jurassic Park that, at that, a young age—I I think, I think was that was my first. PG-13 really, my parents, movie. my yeah, my I was raised by the television. Uh, no, no, but it, I, I loved it. I thought it was great. I I really liked uh, Gizmo the Mogwai. I really I thought the Gremlins were cool. And I don't know to me because they were they they have this like Looney Tunes esque way about them. Mm that it didn't really bother me what necessarily they were doing or was happening because it seemed more like a cartoon which also to point out that Chuck Jones who is one of the major uh, minds behind Looney Tunes has an appearance in this movie. Where is he? That's
1: right. Th- thanks anyway Mr. Jones at the bar like right off the bat in the movie. Oh he's, yeah, he's the like
2: one com- the- he's like commenting on on the drawing uh, that Billy has. <laughs> of Mrs. Amazing.
1: Harris as the dragon thing. Yeah yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, uh, so uh, if we want to start in the in jokes, because one, there's an in joke for you as as well, you know, commenting on car- cartoons and the fact that there's so many Looney Tunes reference. It so the town is called Kingston Falls, which is a riff on Bedford Falls from It's a Wonderful Life, and there are so many Frank Capra references. My and, wife and, oh,
0: was asking, is this the same set as is a, It's a Wonderful
2: Life? Because I know it's it's it's,
0: a, it's uh Back to the it's Future. It's Hill Valley.
1: It also, is, yeah. It's, it's the Universal Backlot. lot, um, and yeah, they shot Back to the Future a, a year and a half later. Yep, it's it, the,
2: the the Kingsford Falls is not where where they filmed it. It was actually so I, uh, uh, To Kill a Mockingbird was filmed, filmed there, and Jingle All the Way was actually filmed in yeah. that same set too. Uh, we we've but, referenced but, several times
0: in this podcast.
2: Se- yeah, several. There's a bunch of Capra, Capra reference, like uh, when they were watching the uh, educational film. In school, That's how, that was a Frank Capra educational technicolor film that he made for CBS back in the day. <laughs> so, okay, so, so t- to start right off the bat, right off the bat, we've got um, Mr. Wing's uh, grandson. His grandson is wearing a New York Yankees hat, just like Short Round, which st- <laughs> From Temple of Doom, which came out the same year, which was directed by Steven Spielberg, who produced Gremlins,
1: who also had the Indiana Jones billboard, like not one minute later, right, right, leaving the, the shop,
2: yeah, and the movies on, like the, the the signs for or the lettering on the movie theater, uh, are the uh, are the working. It's. I think it's a boy's life, and watch the skies are the working yep. titles for ET and Close Encounters of the Third Kind.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. So okay, now ET. This, this is
2: we'll we'll get to it. We're 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 saving the juiciest okay. best in joke <laughs> scene in 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 my opinion in movie history. <laughs> All right, please don't let me stop you. Just just, just to continue on, uh, the you see the doctor's office, which is Doctor Moreau. Uh, there you go. Nice. There is so Mrs. Mrs. Deagle is clearly being imitated to be the Wicked Witch. Like she has the oh, mannerisms. Yeah. She's she's talking about killing the dog. Like she's clearly supposed to be. Did not the, put that the together. <laughs> uh, and then we have we have Corey Feldman uh, appear in one of his very <laughs> first movie roles and. Also establishing Corey Feldman's childlike relationship with older children.
1: You know, yeah, 1984 yeah. was just a simpler, it was a simpler, different time. Like, as the movie illustrates, like, a father could make a very decent, honest living just being a quack inventor, you know? Oh, I'm convinced that,
2: that Billy is the one paying the mortgage, working at the bank. <laughs> oh, I think <laughs> they make a line about that, that, that he's supporting the whole family. That he's, he's the <laughs> backbone of the family. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and speaking, of, so you got yeah, you Phoebe Cates as uh, Katie, and and Phoebe Cates, who also has one of the darkest turns. Oh my god! Holy like, hell! Good Real Lord. quick,
1: spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Please watch Gremlins. Spoilers. That's Spo- hard yeah, spoiler for this movie that's yes. older than all of us. Yeah, right. Hey. <clears throat> Yeah, I get it. I get it, man. But that when she's given that, that speech about why she hates Christmas, like, my jaw's on the floor. I'm, like, looking around the room, and I have, like, Gizmo's reaction. I'm just like, is this chick for real? <laughs> right?
0: I mean, that that tonal shift was so dark that it ended up being... Jarring. I don't know if it was intentionally funny, but I found it pretty funny. Oh, yeah. That,
2: that, well, it's, it's a dark comedy, and this is, like, you know, this is coming off Werewolf in, in London, where, you know, the the sort of the birth of these dark comedy movies mm-hmm. but man is that like so why do you hate christmas well my dad died in a chimney
1: <laughs> <laughs> and,
2: and speaking of gizmo so gizmo is voiced by celebrated hypochondriac howie, howie Mandel, mm-hmm. right right and uh the other mogwai uh, which really cool let's first before we get into that so so i love the fact that they have a definable rule set to them you don't feed it after midnight, you don't get it wet, sunlight kills them. Mm-hmm. And it's a little bit mystical. Uh, if, and if we want to go back to Mr. Wing, who is portrayed by the same actor that played uh, Cato in The Green Hornet, and paint and helped paint a lot of the murals <laughs> at of uh, Chinese Theater... Uh, it it adds that mysticism to it because let's face it water's in everything like if you can't get these things near any type of water when Billy mm. picks him up there should have been a bunch of other gremlins these or, things Maude, defy physics so
0: completely and totally that I just loved how much they embraced it the, 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 I mean
2: there seems to be this hint that these are biological creatures but they really can't be and and that's and so when he when they get wet that's one of my favorite. Practical effects, and that—that's the other thing too. There's only one, or well, there's a couple shots, a couple animated bits, but there's only one claymation bit. Otherwise, everything else is done practically. And what was that bit? uh, So when the gremlins are like walking down the street, that's claymation. It's the only claymation shot. Okay, it doesn't really look that good, (laughs) but the rest of the movie holds up because it was all
0: practical. Well, I, I. I got to assume that they were building off of E.T. technology to, to make these animatronics because they looked freaking amazing. I mean, mm-hmm.
2: uh, Gizmo holds up today. Gizmo holds up. To, and they made this on a shoestring budget, though, for the time. It was made for $11 million. Huh. Wow.
3: wow.
2: It, yeah, right? <laughs> and it, <laughs> and the, the, it's funny you mention, like, Gizmo because Gizmo does look good. However, Gizmo apparently broke constantly, and that's why there's that scene of like the the gremlins throwing darts at Gizmo. No. <laughs> that was the the animators and the puppeteers getting back at that puppet for breaking all the time.
1: Oh, I forgot how much Gizmo was suffering throughout this whole movie. I was just like first it was the water, then it was the intentional putting water on him, then it was the blood draw, then it was the bullseye and the freaking dartboard. I was just so like, he doesn't, he doesn't get guy. his blood
2: drawn. That's a, that's a different You're right, that was a Mogwai. different one. You're right, yeah, yeah. You're that, that, right. yeah. But he does, like, hit his head at the beginning and draws blood.
1: Yeah, poor but, little guy. Poor guy, yeah.
2: Yep. <laughs> and all he yep. wants to do is play music. And, and that's another thing. I love that they carried that on with, all, with both, both uh, the Mogwai and the Gremlins, is they love music. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's a good monster trait to have.
1: Yeah, his purring, I thought, like, I, I wish I could isolate just that purr and, like, somehow make that, like, my alarm on my phone in the morning to Wait, get me you, up. It's you like, oh. you want to
2: isolate a 13-year-old Jewish girl singing?
1: No, don't say that. It's how <laughs> 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 I meant Well,
2: it's not, obviously, right? So, oh. that, that's also, that's another cool story. So the, the, mu- the music director, uh, Goldstein, he he literally pulled a girl out of his synagogue who he thought had a good voice to do the singing and purring for for That's Gizmo? Gizmo? So Howie That's Mandel cool. didn't do
0: that. He just made the coup Yeah, yeah, How,
2: Howie's the voice. And so the other Mogwai, there's there's a, there's a couple individuals that do it, but the two most notable ones are Frank Weller and, and Peter Cullen, who you probably know as Megatron and Optimus Prime. <laughs> and in that scene in the bar where they're all drunk, like the drunk gremlins, uh-huh. the two of them decided on their own, well, we want to do this as real as possible, right? So... Megatron and Optimus Prime got plowed, and then recorded oh. some Gremlin lines. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I want to talk about that
0: scene for a second because I love the implication of that scene. Because when you come into the bar, Phoebe Cates is serving the Gremlins like everything is normal for a Friday night. Right? She's flustered. <laughs> like, this is right. This right. Is fine. This is just yep. her job, right? <laughs> I mean, it, it, yeah. I think it's like that. That's got to be the 1980s. You just treat your bartender that way. This is this is normal and everything. There's this no, is fine. there's no indication mm-hmm. that she looks stressed, but she doesn't look alarmed or freaked out that they are demons running around drinking in her bar.
2: Right, right. Uh, to be fair, we do find out later that that two of them have guns. <laughs> but again, <Yeah. laughs> it's Friday night in the '80s. It, yeah, it's Friday it, 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 during so, the holidays. Yeah. Speaking of, you've got a flash dance reference in 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 there, and the and the song, which is like madness or may, mayhem, madness was done by the same dude that did the flash dance song
1: gosh
2: <laughs> uh, so meta <laughs> And when the when the one like when the and that's the nudity part too when the with the gremlin like rips open his coat the to, trench coat yeah, yeah, yeah. flashes. <laughs> that the nudity part but so when the one gremlin shoot shoots at phoebe cates and misses her he ends up shooting a picture of of a b-52 bomber from world war ii which brings it back to the fact that gremlin's origin is from world war ii messing up planes (laughs) uh, uh that were that were flying and where there was like no other explanation than it must have been a gremlin that took that plane down
1: that's one thing i really loved about this movie you know one thing we harp on as filmmakers, I would say, because I've made a couple of things, and I know that you have as well. It's, you, you kind of have to ask yourself, like, what can you put in the frame? Do you really just want, like, a blank wall? Do you want just the actor? Like, this movie filled the frame with so much life, every single cut. I just loved it. And, and oh, not yeah.
2: distractingly, either. Like there's, Right. So I, I, think, I think this is a perfect time to get to the, the, the coup de grace, the je ne the quoi, the, the, the super-size-me... Scene that has the most in-jokes of any scene that I have ever seen. And that is when uh, Billy's dad, uh, played by uh, Hoyt Axton, he's at the convention. He's yes. making a phone call from a phone call booth. Okay, I, I want to stop you because you've seen this a lot. I and have I want to know all
0: these. One. I'm just going to point out the ones that I noticed. and I wanna Yeah, see, let's, let's go let, that's great. Let's noticed. have you guys point out the ones that you saw. Okay, sure. so I knew Robbie the robots in there. And I, I is that from Lost Forbidden Space Planet or Forbidden Planet? Okay, Forbidden uh, Planet. Lost. Forbidden Planet. I saw the time machine from from H.G. Wells. Or, H. Wells. Right. Yep. I know Spielberg showed up. Yep. yep. Those are I could tell that I was being inundated with so much more, but those are the 3 I caught. Lishko?
1: Yeah, the when the uh, the second time that he calls or he tries to call in when the robot has like the cowboy hat on, I was like, "Is that Prim Slim from Fallout New Vegas?" <laughs> that was my first thought. Um, but yeah, those were essentially the ones I noticed, and I noticed the guy behind him looked a lot like the main dude, so I assumed he was like a stand-in or a stunt man or something. But that those are exactly the same ones I noticed. Okay, so okay,
2: you're you're one hundred percent correct. That's the stunt double for for Billy. Uh, the The original guy that's behind him in, like, sort of the plaid suit, that's the composer of the the film. Spielberg is going around in that uh, little go-kart. However, there's a screen on there that's playing Poltergeist. (laughs) Which Spielberg definitely didn't direct, right?
1: Uh, I think he just produced it.
2: I think he just produced it. Well, no, Um, you guys are aware that that's a major Hollywood controversy, right? whether or not he directed that or just produced it
0: yeah. <laughs> about half the cast says he directed the other half says he didn't. Yeah okay good
1: interesting.
0: Look it up. it's fascinating. And, 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 okay. and
2: I love the fact that you guys reference the uh, George Powell's HD Wells adaption of the Time machine mm-hmm. because that time machine in the you first see it back there, then they go back to, to like the, the the main movie dialogue and when they come back to, to that scene, the time machine is gone and the people there's like a little smoke like popped up and people were like oh. looking like where did it go
1: <laughs> i didn't catch that i that's did so not bad. either i was too busy to focus on prim slim right well that's that's the best part is it's it's non-distracting
2: ways to fill the background and, and mm. things that if you catch it are just so amazing uh like obviously et was an incredibly popular movie at the time um, and you have, yeah, the gremlins make a foam home reference when they're, they're cutting stuff well they were yep, about the line. Yep. When, uh, Spike, uh, the, the, uh, or Stripe, sorry, the Sp- Spike's gremlin two new batch, <laughs> completely different movie. <laughs> uh, but, but when, 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 Stripe's in the department store and hiding in the toys, he's hiding behind an ET toy and they the the directors and uh, the production were, were like originally they wanted him to like, shred apart the ET toy, and apparently that was the line for Spielberg. That was the line where he was like, "No, you can't shred apart the ET toy." <laughs> he said, oh my no. gosh. Well, I, we can explode gremlins in microwaves. We <laughs> can have mom be pretty much a badass, like stabbing gremlins and like she. And that's the other them. thing too. She's not weak or anything. She fights off." Yeah, definitely not the typical
1: filler mom character. She got the Sigourney Weaver haircut from Aliens, and (laughs) she just has the knife wielding like Halloween action going. Oh, my goodness. Like that. I got to say, like the scene. When the dog was strung up by the lights, I was like, "Okay, you know, that's they won't go much farther than that." And then the gremlin and the juicer, followed by the gremlin in the microwave, which I found out they had to reshoot because it was too gory the first time. Too
0: gory the first time. <laughs>
1: I was just like, "There, like, I don't know where this movie's gonna slow down with these." Like, it was almost like a B movie horror with like the amount of gore that was there. I, even in my notes, I just wrote, "Gore, gore, good lord, <laughs> the gore." <laughs>
2: It is it is and it's not like mild gore either. Like she clearly stabs him to death. Like that whole oh, the shot like and there's, she yeah. really, really gets it into his chest cavity. <laughs> mm-hmm. Unreal. Uh, also, really quickly to go back to to the room, so Billy's room, just to go back to in jokes, there's posters in there for the other uh for parts of the Twilight Zone, which Dante, you know, was potentially directed a part of. There's also a poster for Mad Max Fury Road, I saw that was directed by George Miller, who also Road. directed an episode or part of the Twilight Zone Fury movie. Road came out 30 years later. It was, um... Oh, it was Mad, Mad Max, Max 2. 2? Yeah. Yeah. What is
0: Mad Max 2? Good Lord.
2: I don't know, because Road Warrior was the Ro- first one. No,
0: no, no. Isn't that Road Warrior?
2: Or maybe it's Road Warrior. It might be Road Warrior. I think it's Road Warrior. I can War. never remember Road Warrior.
0: I think it was Road Warrior.
2: Yeah, no. I, I, all I, I can remember that one. for
1: sure is Beyond Thunderdome. <laughs> <laughs> Mad Max Two: Electric Boogaloo. Let's keep going. I love it. Uh, oh, um, and yes, by the way, he did direct uh, one of the movies in in the Twilight Zone movie, and it was called uh, "It's a Good Life." That was the one that he did. Is that oh, the old nice.
0: people kicking the can?
1: I,
2: I think so? so. There's not other. There's not many happy ones in that movie. Yeah.
1: Well, uh, yeah, that's right. the old people one.
0: Okay, old people. All right
2: um we've got mike from breaking bad in this film as a yes i was so excited when
0: he showed up my wife thought i was crazy and i paused the amazon prime we were watching it on the show no it's
1: him it's him (laughs) and he shoots the gun in the police station yes
2: (laughs) (laughs) come on let's do some
1: work oh bang right right awesome (laughs)
2: <laughs> it actually it explains a lot why he ended up in in that situation in New Mexico. It really does. Yeah, yep, yep.
1: yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's actually just a Oh my one. gosh, are you saying Gremlins and Breaking Bad are in the same universe? I'm saying Gremlins is
2: is, is in every cinematic universe like there's with no these references. Reason. Yeah, there's no reason that Breaking Bad can't be,
0: right. they have an excuse for what happened in the town that's un-Gremlins related. <laughs> Mass hysteria. He's got yeah. in, in Breaking Bad he has a dark past he doesn't want to talk about.
1: That's right. The plane it. going down in season two. I mean, I blame the gremlins for that one. Absolutely. Lost? Oh. That's
2: gremlins. That's all gremlins. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag, oh. It's gremlins. <laughs> Hashtag that's good I like that and so that, that also I think we we might have two human deaths in this movie uh, the, there's maybe the teacher because he's got the syringe in his, in his tuchus sure does look yeah. like he, we never see him again he's gotta be dead and then there's um, Mrs. Deagle who gets thrown out of the window and also I'd like to point the out the greatest that the sign kill. for her company says that she's only open 45 minutes a day
1: that's right <laughs> I, her flying from that house was one of the most insanely awesome things in this movie because I couldn't figure out if that was a stunt man somehow or if that was a dummy i, th- if, I think yeah, it was it a human so good, person right? right and so when she went flying <laughs> oh my gosh i love so that was, my, that was my favorite kill so you have those two and then the couple right the guy who only likes american cars him and his wife because when the police officer oh, ended yeah. that phone call oh, he yeah. was like he was like yeah, such Dick a Miller. sad story yeah so those that'd be four human deaths right i th- yeah potentially yeah
0: God good gravy we're missing somebody but all, all told, I mean, they're destructive creatures, but they, as far as monster movies go, they're not the most
2: murderous creatures. No, you can fight them. The problem is is when they show up in numbers.
0: Well, yes. you can't fight them aside from the fact that in real life they defy conservation of mass. I mean, the reproductive capacity <laughs> of these things
2: are astounding. No, no they, they they have nothing but God particles inside of them. You throw them That's in the right. ocean, and you're talking about a black hole forming in a relatively well, short time. Well, here's the thing Does that work? Does salt water somehow negate that? Like, it says water. Well, but I don't think I should be getting in
0: an argument with you. I know what you're
2: doing, I know you. We could sit here and spend the
0: rest of this podcast arguing about the nature of salt water on
2: gremlins. Yeah, where, where where does it change? Is like hydrogen peroxide is that not water to them, but hydrogen <laughs> dioxide is.
1: <laughs> Human sweat does that count? Right. Uh. Well,
0: I noticed the snow didn't make him reproduce. I mean, it must have been no,
1: exactly right. like frozen. I thought water about that too. Yeah. Fine. Well, you know what? As the as the man says at the end, we're just not ready to care for them. We're just not. Ready. <laughs> sure. We're just not ready. We're not-
0: my wife at the end of the movie looks at me and says, "The lesson of this movie, and I'm pretty sure all 80s movies, is never buy anything from Chinatown." <laughs> and oh my I, gosh! I yes. mean, not that I believe that in real life, but in the 80s, that is the lesson of
1: many, many, oh yeah, many Audrey movies. Two came
2: from Chinatown, Gremlins came from Chinatown, I, Short yeah.
1: Round came from Chinatown, <laughs> The Goonies, no. And <laughs> did you notice in the when they're doing that sequence where he's trying to sell them? all the stuff in the beginning, he says dragon's breath and you hear a gong hit in the background. Did anybody else catch that? Oh yeah. It's a little like, like I, because a this on has been, been,
2: been accused of being racist, but not for that reason. Surprisingly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you could accuse any movie of anything that would trigger somebody.
2: Uh, but really the gremlins are just, they're, they're just excess everything. They eat everything. They devour everything. They are the raunchy their <laughs>
1: gosh i i but back to that note about just the inventions that he has in his house it's funny that chris columbus you know that was like we talked about in the beginning and being a writer i love all the writing stuff behind it. like chris columbus had done one feature before um and it was like a very personal autobiographical thing that came out and the director turned into like a teen sex comedy romp and so he wrote gremlins kind of out of frustration from that the very next thing he did was the goonies like right after that and so you notice um Oh, I can't think of the character's name in it. But there's another boy inventor in that movie. So it's just like that idea of constantly having a character that just invents things really came out of, I huh. believe, like from the stuff that he wrote. I've oh, yeah. never um,
0: noticed that thread in Chris, Crumbl- Col- yeah. Chris Columbus, but you're right. Well, yeah. think,
1: we'll think about we'll it. Because I mean, Home Alone comes then soon. after that, And Kevin McAllister, that's his shtick. Yep. All and the tinkering,
0: we come full circle. And then Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. You know? yeah.
1: Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Well. Oh, speaking of Harry Potter, real quick. Um, when the movie first started, the Warner Brothers logo had this awesome like trumpet fanfare, and I just when that happened, I was like, I I forget that most movies kind of don't do that anymore. Like it's a very quiet. Like here's who produced this. Right. And then here comes the opening credits, but it was like this. Bada, like it Bell goes this big old fanfare thing, and I was like, "I'm already in for a good time." I'm like, stoked to see this, and I never see that movie. It's like I think the last one where I heard that was the first Harry Potter, where it started with, you know, um, Hedwig's theme, and so right off the bat, I was like, "Oh, I'm in for a good time." I hear so, the fanfare, it, it's I'm fu- stoked. So
2: it's funny you mention that too, because Gremlins specifically, Dante, uh, Joe jo Dante, lobbied to get the old Warner Brothers.
3: opening
2: for gremlins because he wanted it to seem almost like a period piece well it's it's got that kind
0: of like little town i mean i love the matte paintings for for christmas village towns that i mean yeah it 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 adds to it even though they could go out and film a city skyline with some christmas lights on i love those matte paintings i love the backlot feel i love the it yeah now yeah, you... the
1: very last map painting in the movie was, like, my favorite shot of the whole film.
2: Oh, oh yeah, it's... Because now... <laughs> that's something to say. Like, this is not a perfect movie. Like, it's it's a good movie. I really like it. But this mm-hmm. is not, like... It's funny, because, like, there's so many Frank Capra references. This is no Frank Capra. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is wildly right. entertaining, though. Man, I mean...
2: Okay, so... was. Was Snow White in public domain? How did they get the rights to show Snow White? So, so back then you didn't have DVD or the internet, so getting the rights to a because Snow White came out in what thirty five. You had 30, it yeah, was a lot yeah. easier to get the rights to movies. They still had to get to permission in Disney, other movies. Right?
1: Yeah, but Disney was a lot cooler back then, Brenda. Before it became kind thinking. of a like, monster, because like, Walt would
2: actually. Walt, when did Walt Disney die?
1: 68 yeah, 67 so it was right after charge. jungle book i think roy would have been cool with yeah, it yeah
2: roy probably would have been totally fine with it he's like you want to <laughs> use our at the at this time 50 year old movie for a brief scene in in your film
1: in the 80s we will gladly like, disney struggled like crazy in the 80s too like that's when they were going massively downhill heading towards bankruptcy, so I'm sure any sure. extra dollars they were happy to take. It, it just
0: seemed like the perfect movie to have a, an audience full of demonic-looking gremlins watching. Is Snow White yeah. City, yeah. singing, so, singing Hi-Ho. Ho, hi, ho. <laughs> Yeah, Hi-Ho! So
1: good. <laughs> oh, man. So,
0: I, for the record, now, I don't think I've expressed this, I, for years, got this movie confused with Trolls. It's
2: with Troll? T- it spawned. It spawned all those, like, copy movies, like Critters, Trolls, Trolls. Uh, I think there's hobgoblins is like the worst offender. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I mean, I so
0: the scene where where uh, Phoebe Cates is giving her dark turn backstory, I had to rewind and rewatch it because I was going down the rabbit hole of eighty off movies from this movie, and <laughs> it was it was a long. I ended I I mean spent some time looking at Fast Times at Ridgemont High because I knew Judge Reinhold and. Phoebe Cates are both in that. Speaking of which, yep, Judge, they are both in
2: that. Judge Reinhold never gets his comeuppance in this movie, so there's a there's a deleted scene. Is there? I, I, there it there, seems like there had he, to be. There, yeah, he would, He used. He actually had more of a role, but it it ended up on the cutting room floor. The cutting floor, room floor. film was expensive. Oh, did he yeah. die or something? I mean, I don't remember, but he had his comeuppings. Like, he got his
0: comeuppings because he
2: he there, there was like a set plot up. with him trying to get with Phoebe Cates and. They definitely set up him getting his comeuppance.
0: But, yeah, no, yeah. right as she's giving her dark turn, I, and to take it back to Harry Potter, I was reading about how uh, J.K. Rowling has been accused of copying trolls. Have you seen that? Because the main character no. is named Harry Potter in the movie. Is it Trolls or Troll?
1: Now so there's Troll, and then Troll 2 is what that takes yeah, me to okay, immediately. So, yeah. With But you're with referring blame. to Trolls oh with the gems God. on the belly, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's funny you mentioned like that little "oh my god" bit because, like, when she's giving her whole diatribe of like how her dad passed away in the chimney and oh. all these different things, I was taken a I was taken to the room when I saw, it, and it's like the doctor results are in. I have breast cancer. And it was just like <laughs> you have like one cancer. polar op, yeah, oh. what polar opposites of how to reveal like something awful happening to a character.
0: But I kind of love the the tone shifts. I mean, it's a normal '80s kind of teen fantasy element drama and then the trolls mm-hmm. mutate and it becomes something entirely different and then we take a yeah. moment to be really dramatic and then it's back to the cake goss and the crazy i i i enjoyed this wildly
2: the crazy thing is like the sequel which which chris chris columbus did not write chris columbus was not involved in and <laughs> the it, only thing obvious. i know about the sequel is the
0: key and peel sketch
2: yeah so you should watch this sequel for for new year's because it's a new year's movie Um, But she makes... They even, like, make a joke of it in the sequel about her and and Lincoln's birthday. Like... And I'm like... (laughs) This is... This is... Wait, 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 wait. So you've... Def- you This is an established character who had a life tragic event and now you're just making her to have, like, a horrible event on every holiday? Like, sure. every minor holiday? <laughs> she
0: hates Lincoln's oh. birthday
2: in the sequel? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah they, like, start off this like, they, something truly happened to me on... And, and like, like, Billy, like, says, that's enough, that's enough, we need to move on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, and she quit acting soon after that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, to, oh to, to be gosh. fair, it's not. I,
2: yeah, the the guy that played Billy did, didn't have much. I mean, he still works, but it's not like it looks like mostly B
0: movies and, and TV roles, right?
2: Yeah, and also really quickly, I'd like to point out the fact that this movie, even though it should have clearly opened around Christmas, this is like December one Thanksgiving opening type film. Mm-hmm. This opened in the middle of the summer against Ghostbusters. No, oh, wow.
1: Wow. Still what, managed to
2: be number two. Still wow, managed really? to pull in two hundred and fifty million dollars international.
1: Oh my gosh.
2: <laughs> That's great results. Um I can only imagine that was the best week to be alive in cinema because your choices <laughs> were like, oh man, Ghostbusters is, is sold out. What else can we see? Gremlins? I guess. <laughs> and then, and then, and then have a blast. Jones, the Temple of Doom is in there as well. Like it's
1: it's great. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh th- I, yeah i mean i had a blast watching this it was the second time i've seen it. i definitely paid closer attention this time i just had a ball with gremlins and when i was all done i immediately did what i always do which is i tried to find um siskel and ebert's review which somebody thankfully had on a vhs tape and is uploaded to youtube and uh they both thoroughly enjoyed the film
0: it, it, how could you not i mean it's just it's 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 a B movie that grabs that and embraces that full heart wholeheartedly and has a great time with it. Yeah,
1: absolutely.
2: It did emotionally scar a bunch of children. Yeah, yeah. yeah when parents
1: took them to a PG movie. <laughs> yeah, but what movie hasn't scarred children these days? <laughs> it's, oh my goodness! So, so just, do you feel like you've thoroughly gushed? Do you, do you feel like you've you've gotten it off your chest, or do you have more? Oh
2: man, I. I could probably, because there, there's there's even still like small things like we we really didn't even get into some of the practical effects like the 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 Mogwai multiplying that was just air bladder balloons that they I were assume blowing that's up. what they were doing with like texture on. It's the outside, such right? a simple effect, but it looks so good. And then when stripe is like melting in the in the fountain, so that's liquid nitrogen that they use for that, and they had to build a specific rig to protect the puppeteer <laughs> while he was puppeteering. Stripe melting. (laughs) You know, I gotta
1: check the credits for this one because I I was wondering the whole time. like, is this this is a nerdy thing? Is this Stan Winston's workshop? Do you know like who did the puppets for this? Out of curiosity, Uh,
2: man, I'm not entirely. I I assume it's gotta be the ET group group. Um, Yeah, I'm not entirely sure. All I know is that Gizmo broke a lot, and they much preferred working with the Gremlins because those were puppets and not animatronics. There's a couple Gremlin animatronics, but most were puppets.
1: Let's see. It was Chris Wallace and Rick Baker who designed and did most of the puppets for the Gremlins movie. Very interesting. I'll have to look more into that later. Well, yeah, they, I mean keep going. Like, I love the I love the practical they, they effects also, in this.
2: the the specific, the the the, uh, the Mogwai and the and the, the Gremlins were the most expensive part of the film, and they had security checking trunks of cars to make sure people weren't stealing them, and they even put up this fake sign that was like chemical Chemical K ten or like chemical K eighty nine, what? So that people didn't mess with this trailer that the that the gremlins were in, and people were like complaining to like other sets and other actors were complaining saying like there's a dangerous chemical on set we don't want it there and it was just the gremlins puppets.
1: (laughs) Wow.
0: I have known you for a long time. We've talked a lot of movies. I don't think I've ever heard you talk about this
2: movie. How many times have you seen this movie? It's, it's a Christmas tradition. It's a, it's, it's a Christmas, like, it's, my my wife and I, we have a tradition of watching Die Hard every single year. I'm actually not sure if we did that this year. We'll do it, we'll do it before the end. Lisko uh, loves people who think Die Hard's a Christmas movie.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's just you know what it is.
0: Uh, just, it's, it's I it's just him there's on this.
1: always there's always one person on Facebook every year who's just like when I tell someone Die Hard's a Christmas movie, they're so shocked and surprised. I'm like, no, oh, they're no, not. It, Nobody is.
2: No, it's <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying like that. I'm saying the fact that Die Hard's a great movie to watch with family. Oh, like, it is. It's, it it's, absolutely It's is. solid just across the board. You can watch it with your family. It, yeah. It's got something for dad. It's got something for mom.
1: Uh, no. It's got Severus Snape, <laughs> so something for the kids too. You'll hear no Like R&D how you *Knives Out* is, is
2: is is a Thanksgiving movie. It's just a good movie. Hey, like, speaking of which, have you seen that yet? Let's go.
1: What's that? *The Last Jedi*. *Knives Out*. No, shoot, not yet. <laughs> go watch that before man. the next podcast. I promise. Go I watch yeah, that. It's so
2: good. See, it's great. Um, I but will. The, the, to answer your question, yeah, we watch it. We watch it every year. Um, we what we would usually do is we would watch *It's a Wonderful Life* and then immediately afterwards put in the vhs copy of gremlins and usually my mom would fall asleep and just be my dad dad and i like up giggling giggling drinking coke eating cookies or fudge or pie watching gremlins
1: i want to encourage you the next time you watch it's a wonderful life immediately go on youtube and watch the snl sketch called alternate ending it's a wonderful life where um, Uncle Billy remembers that he gave the money to Mr. Potter, and they go to Mr. Potter's residence and just beat the hell out of him. <laughs> we watched because we watched it this year up in Michigan. Um, it's a Wonderful Life, and then I had found that clip, and somebody's like, "You got to watch this as soon as you finish the movie," and it just it helped give me catharsis. <laughs> <laughs> like it really is like like there's some to talk about that. There is a
2: certain level of evil a character can be because it's like once you hit like Iago or Christian Bale from American Psycho there's no coming back and Mr. Potter hits that he hits that level level of evil where there's no redeeming character quality for this person
1: exactly and 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 to bring it back to Gremlins like that was Mrs. Deagle like she started the the dog death threats the the mom and the daughter who I think they just wanted some money for food
2: yeah yeah well they they, they were going to get kicked out of the house and even and they they would like push that of like I'm hungry, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> I know, sweetie. I am too. <laughs> oh we also God. that that's also a little bit of a Chekhov's gun. We never see them again, but maybe they were just a, a vehicle well, for for Mrs. Deagle. I assume yeah. that
0: they're part of part of uh, Judge Reinhold's
2: comeuppance as well. So but yeah, just potential. assume that. Also, all of Mrs. Deagle's cats were named after currencies of money.
1: That's right. She called the one dollar bill and uh, dollar pesos. bill drachma
2: peso. Wow, she's she's my hero. There is so like much her. care that got put into this film, and even also the the the, the craziest smallest that you didn't even need to do the, in the in this in the store. Like when he's walking through the the TVs, there's a record that's like propped up that's called Hypnotism by uh, Doctor Dante, <coughs> which is the director of the film. <laughs> It's like they just chose to do that because they're like, "Well, let's make fun of the director," or and that that seems what it be this entire movie was was let's make fun of other stuff. Let's pack full like the the gremlins themselves. You've got Mickey Mouse ear gremlins. You've got got oh, vegetable gremlins.
0: Oh, uh, thank you for the recommendation. I can say with pretty much full honesty, I doubt I would ever have turned this movie on if we hadn't been doing this podcast and you said, let's watch Gremlins, and I am so glad you did, because that was a delight and a half.
1: It was indeed, and now we gotta see Gremlins 2, for all all those who are wondering, we're recording this on the 30th of December, so we have about 24 hours to catch Gremlins 2. The new batch! When the movie
0: was done, I immediately watched that Key and Peele sketch and then looked up all the Gremlins they referenced in it, and I'm sold. Man, the the brainy (laughs) Gremlin... I watched his opening scene and I'm definitely watching it. It's it's going to happen.
2: Yeah, it's that that's a movie. Although that being said, to bring things all back around, they're looking at ser- seriously doing a Gremlins 3 to make up for Gremlins 2. So but have you
0: seen the Gremlins still... 2 in an ironic way, don't they?
1: Yeah. There's a still <laughs> image, there's a still image for the Gremlins prequel. Have you seen that? No.
2: The, the animated series? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's supposed to be HBO Max, right?
1: That's right, yeah. yeah. I, I looked that up today. I was just like, wow, that's actually fairly recent. I was like from October of this year. Um, that's still so... It we'll is... see. <laughs> we'll yeah, see. No, it's Because he's it's, immortal, it's of isn't he? It's
2: to me because I felt like Gremlins legitimately... It could have just been a self-contained movie. It didn't need to do anything else. Like, you, you were introduced to a monster with rules... You went through the process. You killed it off. It got taken away. What other story All needs done. to be told? Mm-hmm. Do we do we, yeah. do we need to find out that Phoebe Kate's mom was was killed by a was killed by an Abraham Lincoln impersonator on on President's <laughs> Day? Like <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, she, she well. was
1: crushed by a cornucopia on Thanksgiving. Like <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was her dog.
1: Yeah, I'll say, like, I I think, John, like, so the movie definitely seems to have, like, a very personal, special thing for you. It sounds like, you know, you saw it when you were five, and the tradition of seeing it with your dad just lives on. I think that really helps make – that's what we love about Gush is, like, the movies that people love are so personal to them. And I think that's what I I loved about your story is, like, you got to see it when you were five. (laughs) Good God. Uh, Hopefully you didn't put anything in the microwave, but um, (laughs) – So this is the part where I'm going to ask you to give me a number between one and something absurd, and we're going to uh, just pluck a random person out of the cast. So, John, I'll take a number between one and 268.
2: Let's let's go with 87.
1: 87. Ooh, we might actually be in the actor territory. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, we are on Phil Rollins, who was the head, the unit production manager... Let's see what Phil's production. up to here. He passed away a couple years ago, but oh he no, worked on... Oh, Yeah, he worked on... Yeah, Gremlins is one of his big credits. He worked on F Troop, the show. Gremlins 2, he was the production manager on. Uh, Star Trek, the motion picture, he worked on. Um, gosh, a bunch of TV series. My goodness, this guy's had a great career.
0: So what does that role do? Do you know?
1: The production manager? Yeah. He, he manages the, the set.
2: I was going to say, he's going to be the kind of the... Just the logistics kind yeah, but, of guy, but all all aspects of the set, like cam- cameras, lights, uh, props. He, he's he's inventory. So it, yeah, that's it, one it's of the top below the line
1: positions. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's huge. Um, they kind of make. Yeah, the no, machine. you can afford a <laughs> <house> <laughs> in LA,
2: Being a production manager. <laughs> nice. Can you
1: still today? <laughs> I mean, I just found I out mean, Logan Paul you is can leaving LA. Afford
2: one in West Covina. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but nowhere near NoHo. Maybe San Bern. Well, no, San Bernardino. Bernardino's definitely infected with the 2.3 million dollar houses for a two bedroom, one bath. Never mind. Uh, it's another <laughs> rabbit hole. But uh, Phil, we hope that you are resting in peace, good sir. This movie would not have been the same without you working on it. Thank you, sir, for all of your your love and your care for making Gremlins one and two, and freaking Star Trek the Motion Picture amazing. So, amen. Amen. Rest in peace, Phil. You're the man. All right, and now I'm going to
0: have you pick a number between one and three so that... uh, Well, you'll see. We'll pick a number. A two. John, would you be so kind as to say something nice, something really nice, about Batman versus Mm -hmm. Superman?
2: (laughs) 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 Um, Hmm... I, so besides the fact that Batman vs. Superman paid the rent for a lot of people in the movie industry, <laughs> I hope, Batman vs. Superman has Henry Cavill in it. And he is my second to third favorite superman <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, you know yeah. the cinematography is pretty on fire in it, that movie it you could have gone there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the music's pretty awesome to like work out to yeah Secondary i mean the music is really good I,
2: I, I, I will certainly do that, that. <laughs> no yeah no no so 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 for me it goes uh christopher reeves right and then it's a tie between Henry Cavill and Tim Daly. Okay. Okay. Hey. 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 Really? That's fair. Because animated animated Superman, he's I thought he did a great okay. job.
0: Okay. So I would say easily the second best live action live
2: action Superman. Because you can't put him above Christopher Reeves like. I mean, look,
1: Dean Cain's number 1 and everybody else is tied for second in my opinion.
2: <laughs> I Oh, I also thought Amy, Amy Adams did a fantastic job. I will also say I will legitimately say I think every actor in that movie gave 110%. Absolutely for not a great script. I I still think that
0: that the movie is well shot. It looks gorgeous. The casting, I have mm-hmm. no issue with. I think let's be clear. I think Ben Affleck could have been an amazing Batman with a good cast. I think I still think um uh, we're going to see great Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> no, I was uh
2: he could been he could have been a very interesting Lex Luthor depending on how they did it.
0: And the best thing to come out of that movie, and the nicest thing that I can say about this movie, is we got
2: Wonder Woman out of it, because Gal Gadot... Oh, I thought you were going to talk... We, we got Michael Sheehan talking about flippers. No. <laughs>
0: no. Why did you
2: say that name? Why did you say that <laughs> No. no
1: well, you know, I'll i think what, forgive well, it for that. I don't know if it was last week or two weeks ago, Brendan, but we talked about... Um, not seeing trailers like I had, there was a period in my life for about two or three years where I just burned out on trailers. and I decided to stop watching them, and so I didn't see a second of Batman versus Superman. Any footage, didn't read any commentary. So when Wonder Woman popped up on screen, I was genuinely surprised.
0: I I can't, I, I still to this day wonder what my experience would have been like in that movie had that been a surprise for me.
2: Yeah, but nothing in that movie was a surprise because it was all in the trailer. Yeah, it was, it was every every part of it, even even the cave troll. Or, sorry, the, the movie, the movie's
0: too long as it is, and yet they still managed to give me all the plot points in the trailer. Yeah, w-
2: we are losing the f- the the point Which, of gosh. It's uh, a great again, <laughs> I'm, just to go back on, on, on that film because I, I'm I'm so sorry, but you gotta earn Doomsday. You don't come out yes. swinging in your yes. second movie with Doomsday. Yeah. Yes. Yep. yep.
0: Agreed. Just for the record, everybody, the other two movies that uh, John had picked as options were *The Rise of Skywalker*, which, okay, we all see that, but but also his third hated movie that he would have to say something nice about was the animated *He-Man* *She-Ra* crossover <laughs> from the '80s. <laughs> let me explain uh, why. I hate no, this one. no, no, no! You're not allowed to. I don't I'm think he's allowed. Can. To. No. <laughs> no, we're just gonna let that float out there.
3: I said, hey. The, Somehow, go, that makes I
0: dare
2: you! you. I dare any of you to go watch that in its entirety in all right. All right. one right. sitting.
1: I don't Challenge know, man. I saw accepted. the Jetsons meet the Flintstones, and that's that's a special thing all on its own. <laughs> well,
2: that's a drinking <laughs> game. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: so John, what what kind of media are you consuming these days? What are you watching? Seen any movies? Reading any media? Video games? Lay it on us. What are you? What are you into right now?
2: Yeah let's see uh i let's see we're actually uh my wife is getting really into anime so i've been showing nice. her some of you the best dog. anime like the most critically acclaimed stuff out for there. example cowboy, uh, cowboy bebop. there it is yep uh <laughs> we're actually currently watching death note
1: oh also great um
0: what my what copy it? of the cowboy bebop vinyl soundtrack showed up last week so we've been playing that so we, excuse me, we've been playing that a lot recently.
2: She 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 just finished um, uh, Full Metal Alchemist Bre- Brotherhood and Your Lie in April, which is I, I think is Your Lie in April is one of the most my beautiful. List. I haven't done that. Uh,
1: so bitter sweet. What a lovely lovely series. That's on Netflix Brennan by the way if you I know,
2: it's a, it's on my it's on my queue on Netflix right now.
1: And then oh then gosh. as
2: for movies go, oh, we just watched Soul. Soul was fantastic. Need to do oh, that that's this weekend. Did yeah, you see was... it, Nick?
1: No, not yet. No, um, I. Well, I'll get to what I was watching later. But um, that's awesome. Your wife's getting into anime. Like, what did she think of Brotherhood? Out of curiosity,
2: she re- she really really enjoyed it, and she she got like really teary eyed a bunch of times. I've not um, seen it, so
1: all uh, right. So,
2: it's, and not not to go into like too too many spoilers, but that there is probably the. There, there is the Phoebe Cates, my dad dressed up as Santa Claus, died in the <laughs> d- chimney moment in Full Metal Alchemist, and it comes to you in the third episode.
1: Oh my gosh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Alright, three episodes, I can yeah, do that. Th- three episodes in, and it really is, it's a, it's a huge total shift. <laughs> yeah, and we could deep dive about Full Metal because it's funny, this is, go- here we go, nerd stuff. Like, the top 10 animes of all time often listed on websites, you'll find Full Metal Alchemist, like, being number 10, and you'll find Brotherhood being, like, two or one. Like, almost every time. So, I love the first one for what it did so differently from the manga, and I especially love the hell out of the music. Um, and then Brotherhood was just, like... ah, Well, the Brotherhood catch, was but-
2: just so... It was so clean, too. It, it was so well-paced. It was so... Uh, and they and the moments that they chose to focus on, like um, uh, the the fight between I, air quotes fight between Mustang and Lust, were
1: just perfect. Mm-hmm. They were
2: perfectly done, perfectly timed.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well,
2: this sounds like a rousing endorsement to
1: me. I will get on that. Um, yes, you must. Simply must. Oh, and we also, uh, my wife's
2: one of my wife's favorite, uh, was paranoia, paranoia agent, which is a kind of indie yes. anime. Um, but it's 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 really surreal. It's it's like a Salvatore Dali horror series. Is that the Eyes series. one? There's a, there's a bunch one, of... There's, it's, they're basically these anthologies that have a single, large, over, overarching plot. Right.
1: Brendan, you saw the Every Film of Painting about um, anime and editing.
0: Was that the one? What movie did he it's, talk about? It was like
1: Sochi Khan, I think, was the name of the guy.
0: Because um, uh, we immediately, I went out and bought a movie on his recommendation right after that. And...
1: Oh my gosh, what is it called? Um, it's the wolf one, right? Not wolf children, no. Um, okay. Which, why is that only on on Apple TV? It's lame.
0: Well, We, we own
2: it if you want to watch it.
0: We, I, we were I not d- aware of the, the human wolf sex until our kids asked what was going on.
1: Oh no, spoilers! Um, it's a, it's a <coughs> not Satoshi Not that far oh, no. in. <laughs> um, editing Space and Time at Satoshi Kon. Uh Watch that, every frame painting. He did Paranoia Agent. Yes, um, and okay. it's 13 episodes it's super fast um, and it's one of those things it's 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 such a strange little mini series but the core of it is based on something that actually happened yeah it's, it's like there so. was actually a boy that rollerbladed around Tokyo beaming people with a baseball bat like huh. yeah so that that's a great recommendation as well yeah and, and
2: it's it, it's so like like i said it's, it's very anthology but it's so well done and yeah right. i I really right. do I, I i love that little series you'll go on
1: a couple of walks and just start thinking about stuff that's what paranoia agent does yeah. to you they're, they're almost
2: like they're almost borderline like twilight zone episodes almost yeah with a lot of you know sort of their setup and and uh you know follow through and then twists in some of them
1: yeah and then it all yeah. comes together and
2: it makes you really like, oh, you... And another the thing they do very well in that series is that they, every twist, they let you know about it well in advance. Mm-hmm. There, there, Where'd there you were watch indications it? Indications and hints well in advance of, of what was going on. I always way prefer that. So mm-hmm. what did you watch it on? I'll check that one out too. Um, I, I watched it Never completely mind. legally in the United States of America. <laughs> <Gotcha>. <laughs> <laughs> All
3: right.
2: <laughs> uh,
1: Nick, oh. what Nick, what do you consume in? Um, so this is for all the ladies out there. Uh, I've been watching the old Anne of Green Gables TV miniseries that they did in in Canada in the eighties. Um, fascinating. (laughs) Um, I feel like every girl I've ever met knows exactly what I'm talking about when I bring that up. Um, I watched a little bit of that. I restarted Downton Abbey, which is my favorite TV show. Um, I'm reading a book called Wired for Story. That's insanely good and talks about like structure and character and plot developments and intricacies, Mm -hmm. Um, and then on YouTube I'm watching dry bar comedy and just having an absolute blast.
0: Dry bar comedy, what is that?
1: Dry bar comedy. It's a there's a bar in Utah where they have clean comedians come and do shows, and uh, it's all free. Like Sweet. they have clips that they do every single day, but then they also release like full specials, like every other, like every month. So I'll send you a couple after this. Cause there's actually yeah, one please. that I just finished watching. That I was like, okay, Brendan and Lauren will love this. So, um, and then, uh, on and off Poldark, it's this old, it's this BBC show. That's just, it's just awesome. We've, we've done
0: our fair share of dark in this household as well.
1: Yeah. Monica's on season three upstairs right now. I can actually hear, um, that <laughs> nice. Hobbit talk. Well, he's not a hobby. He's a dwarf talking right now. <laughs> So that's what I'm into. What are you into right now? Uh, so
0: my wife bought me a bunch of books for Christmas. I decided the one I'm starting with is uh, Mexican Gothic, which I'm really enjoying. It is 1950s Mexico, starring like kind of a, a wealthy debutante style uh, protagonist who is called away to check on her cousin in a who got married and is in a dark, dank oppressive house with her husband and their crazy family, and I think it's going to turn like Guillermo del Toro horror, (laughs) but it hasn't gotten there yet, but I'm really enjoying the heck out of it.
1: And that's a book or that's a comic book? No,
0: it's a book. It's a a, a novel. When you
1: say Guillermo del Toro
2: horror, do you mean critically acclaimed, but not really seen by the mass audience, or...? (laughs) I, well, it's hard to say. I'm, I'm saying
0: that in six months when they announce that he's got the film rights, I'll I'll just nod ahead and say, of course <laughs> he does.
1: Oh, man. Good old Guillermo. So,
0: it's very good. I'm enjoying it quite a bit. So I'm doing that. Um, we we watched Wonder Woman, which if I'm going to give you my review of Wonder Woman 1984, did either of you see it?
2: Uh, did not John, see it. John, did you? I, did you I, have, I have not seen it yet. We have not committed to the new HBO overlord. Quite yet. We did
0: a month, because they have Wonder Woman. Um, so, <laughs> it is. I know a lot of people have very strong opinions of it. I will say it is extremely cheesy. The plot holes in it are so big you could drive a cruise ship through it. <laughs> and I didn't care, because it was delightful, entertaining, and exactly what I needed at the end of 2020. I had a great time with it. So,
2: uh, I, I, again, I haven't seen the movie. However, there is specifically reference to a Steve 2 incident how do you feel about the Steve 2 incident oh if you're gonna think about the philosophy of this movie it's all very troubling
0: don't do that okay Just don't think about any implications okay. of anything I mean okay at the end of the movie first off I should state that I'm a gigantic fan of the first movie and it's yes. cheesy too but it's like oh, yeah, it's, but so it's, it's very well done. And heartfelt and yeah there's a point at the end of this movie and I'm not gonna spoil it but they keep saying the same line over and over again, as if it has like spiritual and, and moral significance. And I can't wait for you to hear it because it's so ridiculous, it's so unbelievably ridiculous. But that like this movie, I don't even know what it's saying. I just enjoyed it. I just enjoyed it. So, were there anyway. any
1: references to Gremlins? Because I mean, that was '84. I That's we, we actually
0: 84. we watched we watched it the day before, so so I looked at my wife and said, Here's our second nineteen eighty four movie this week. <laughs> yeah. No, there were no Gremlins references that I noticed. Although I'm trying to think what time period it takes place in it. it could have been before Gremlins came out. Gremlins came out in the summer.
1: Yeah, July. It was June, right? Or June, so maybe sorry. It was-
0: right around the same time. So no. so they could have been watching some ads for Gremlins. They didn't reference it directly though. Right so <laughs> You I mean like that. Which you is mean a unlike the first yeah.
2: opportunity considering they're owned by the same comp- parent company.
0: Right. Totally missed opportunity. Although tonally this is more this is not really the same tone as Gremlins, but nonetheless <laughs> We also, since we have HBO Max, we watched the first season of Infinity Train with the kids, and strong recommend on that. Yes, (laughs) I
2: I remember when that was a uh, pilot pilot episode floating around YouTube. Yeah, it's great. It's
0: great. I mean, I tell you, there's there's few things I love than than really well written children's animation, and we are living through just the golden age of of children's TV. We
1: really are. Yeah, they're plucking uh, like it was really. Yeah, go ahead.
2: Oh, I, I was going to say, that's actually what got my wife into watching anime, was uh, Avatar. Um, yeah. Children, really ah. well done children's animation. Absolutely.
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah, and Infinity Train, was, it's another person who was plucked from, like I feel like the golden age kind of really kicked off with Adventure Time, Regular Show, and Gravity Falls all being the exact same year. And then yeah. you had like yeah. Over the Garden Wall, Infinity Train, all these other animators that- S- Steven Universe. Um, Steven Universe. Yep, they're all plucked mm. from Adventure yeah. Time, or they're all plucked from Regular Show. So yep. it's – yeah, Absolutely. just – we're living in a great so, time I mean, for animation. It,
0: and we just spin it off. We talked about watching Hilda. We, I mean, Bear Bears is amazingly Bear Bears, entertaining yeah. for, for yep. the younger kids. I mean, yeah. No, there's a lot. I find myself as excited to watch children's animated programming as I do grown-up stuff because it's just so well-written.
1: Yeah, when you recommended Hilda, I was like, is this going to be like – because, I don't know, it looks – it had that feeling like it could be one of those PBS like three thirty p.m. shows, like right after school, sure. and then it totally was not. <laughs> it was just a oh, delight, it's just so
2: whimsical oh, yeah. and delightful. Yeah, so that's what it's, we're so, doing. So, speaking of children's animation, have you seen Animaniacs? The new Animaniacs? oh yeah,
0: we're almost we're about halfway through season of Animaniacs. We're, we're who would have thought that Max thing could have came back right now, But j- just as enjoyable, it's great. That was freaking great. Yeah. No, I, I, there's a week where I sang them the Animaniacs song, theme song every night before bed. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and Bill Clinton plays the sax. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Well, John, thanks again for being on Cinema Gosh. This has been a oh, real joy. So we'll have to having... have you back. Yeah, dude, absolutely. Um, before I go, you mentioned you love monster movies. Real quick, give me your top three monster movies of all time. Uh, Lon Chaney's
2: uh, Wolfman, just because it's got a personal uh, uh, heart for me. Uh, Werewolf in London because it is the perfect mix between horror and body uh, grotesque comedy and uh, John Carpenter's uh, The Thing. Most great. excellent,
0: great. The Thing is right up there. Yeah, I think probably well, The
2: Thing is probably of those the best movie.
0: Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Oh, I love that movie. My wife won't watch movies with me anymore if I say it's like The Thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> actually, that may have been that may have been the first movie we watched while dating. No way. I'm trying to think. When she moved to Montana, when okay, first movie that we watched when she moved to Montana was the thing. Okay, because I, I was going to say John. that's
2: not a movie. You start off showing a girl no, that no, no, you no, want to no, no. date. It's I'm not. You, you don't in walk them in and watch them watch other movies. So
1: yeah, ours was definitely a What do you feel tonight. about John Goggs <laughs> tonight? Oh my god! Have
0: gosh. you ever wanted
1: to see the inside of a dog's skull? Because you're gonna.
0: You're
1: gonna. <laughs> <laughs> And on that note, thanks everyone for listening again. uh, Please like and subscribe and share or whatever. Join our Facebook group. I post crappy memes there like every single day. So we'll catch y'all. Do me a
0: favor. Don't Google schmuck bait. Just do it for the rest of us. And never ever listen to Cinema Gush after midnight. So
1: much appreciated.
0: All right, later, guys.
1: We'll take you. We'll take it all. We'll take it all in stride. All of your advice. Have a great one, everybody. Bye.